Welcome to Thousand Generations Podcast, hosted by Dan and Chad Bohai, a father and son duo committed to pursuing God's dream and desire of faithfulness to Jesus and living to see the gospel of his kingdom pass from one generation to the next, to a thousand generations. Thank you for joining us on our journey as we hope to encourage you on yours. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to episode number 12, mm. I believe, on Thousand Generations. My name is Chad Bohai, and this is my dad, Dan Bohai. For those of you who don't know us, we are a father and son who have been walking with Jesus for many, many years together. My dad and I talk almost every single day and there's no one in my life who has influenced me more to want to pursue Jesus wholeheartedly, no matter the cost, no matter the consequence, like my dad has done. And I know uh, we just finished Father's Day, and I'm very, very thankful, Dad, for how you have instilled that love for Jesus and His Word into my heart and into the hearts and lives of so many hundreds and thousands around around the nation. So thank you. Um, we are in the middle of a, of, of a conversation of unpacking various things that are hindrances to healing. And we've already covered three uh, really big topics. We encourage you to go back on the podcast or on whatever social media platform you enjoy. But today, Dad, we are on hindrance number four to us not just experiencing ourselves, but also ministering the, the, out of the fullness of what Jesus Christ has made available to us. And so what is hindrance number four? You have a list of 12, is that correct? Or 15? Or... So far. So, so far. So we're just getting started, but Dad, go ahead and kick us off. Remind us of those first three and give us a little snapshot, and then we'll start this conversation with number four. Yeah, so the first hindrance that we that we kind of discussed a couple of weeks ago was having our minds that are tied to disappointment or discouragement. So disappointment and discouragement in not seeing the answer to prayer yet, not seeing the breakthrough and doing everything that we knew to do, and it seemed like it didn't happen, and so we got discouraged and disappointed, and we came up with the idea that the only way to get over that discouragement is to quit looking back at the time we've been waiting and look forward to the next moment where the miracle could happen. Because there's no discouragement looking forward, but there's nothing but discouragement looking backwards if it hasn't happened yet. Then hindrance number two was bad theology. Christian streams that do not believe the sacrifice of Jesus actually paid for healing. They A lot of streams believe that it pays for the forgiveness of sins, so you can go to heaven someday but they didn't believe all the scriptures that say it's about what God wants to do in every area of our life today. And so bad theology hinders faith, and it's impossible to pray prayers of faith if you don't really believe it's God's will. Hindrance number three was trying to operate without the power of the Holy Spirit. We're trying to use a strategy, a method, routine, disciplines, and trying to operate without the anointing. And we just said, you got to be obedient. You got to have intimacy with the anointed one. You got to be prayed up. You got to be worded up. You can't just think you're talented enough because 
you have to have the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And so now we're on number four, and I believe that uh, the common hindrance to healing that's number four is when we allow sensual revelation to be a greater value to us than spiritual revelation. In other words, we have to be able to see it with our natural eyes or feel it with our body, smell it, hear it, touch it. In other words, we need it to be proved to us physically in the temporary realm before we believe it in the supernatural eternal realm. And Paul and Jesus and everybody calls that carnal. To be carnally minded is always working against God, but to be spiritually minded is working in partnership with God. And so I don't know, Chad, if you want to say anything, I could give two or three verses on this, then you could unpack it if you'd like. Um, let me get. Let me just give you a couple verses from Romans chapter 8, uh, verse 5, verse 6, verse 8, where carnal-mindedness is always uh, death, because everything that's natural dies, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. To be carnally minded is working contrary to God, because God is spirit, and those who worship, worship in spirit first. And so we have to get to the place where we don't say, I'll believe it when I see it. We have to get to the place where we walk by faith and not by sight. So we see it as we believe it. And so that's the first verses. The next verse would be John 20, 29, where Jesus told Thomas, more blessed are those who believe who haven't seen. And, you know, Thomas, blesses. he was a great apostle. He became an unbelievable missionary apostle in India and all that. But but Jesus said, more blessed are people who believe without having to see or touch, because it's all of faith. It's not senses. And then I unpack this, uh, John chapter 4, where the first miracle of healing that Jesus did in God's, John's gospel was a, was a royal official's son. And the first word out of his mouth in John chapter 4, verse 48, you people won't believe unless you see signs and wonders. It's like Jesus was angry that everybody always wants outward verification before they believe just the simple word. And the beauty of that story is the guy didn't get offended, and he went home and believed the word like Jesus said, and his boy was healed. And so I believe that one of the greatest hindrances is we are always waiting to feel like we're healed before we actually believe we're healed according to the word of God. Because faith comes by hearing, and unbelief comes by feeling. And so if you'd like to make any comments on that, I'd, I'd be open for that. So, so practically speaking, because a large part of your ministry is <clears throat> doing the obedience that comes from faith, you're, you're, you're preaching, you're teaching, you're laying hands on the sick, you're declaring uh, the fullness of Christ. So, so you count, how do you counsel people when they're there for healing spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally, whatever it is, how do you counsel, counsel them, say they've received a, a fresh prayer, a fresh word, so that they're not experiencing the hindrance you're describing, instead, they're operating out of faith and trusting, not blindly, but just believing that the word of, the, word of Jesus has, has power? How do you counsel? I, like, what's well, a practical that's, step? That's an unbelievable story, or an unbelievable question, because it's the hardest thing when it comes to healing. Because people have not been taught that healing is as much a part of what we can believe the blood paid for as forgiveness of sins. You can't feel forgiveness of sins either. But for some reason, people have an easy time believing something in the spiritual realm that they don't feel 
than they have believing in the physical realm that they don't feel. And both of them start in the spirit. Everything starts in the spirit because the spirit is where our faith is. Our faith isn't in emotions. That's your soulish realm. Our faith resides in our spirit man, the new creation man. The measure of faith that God gives us, he puts us, He puts it into the part of us that's born again. And so I try to talk people and counsel people into, I know this is what your circumstances are saying. The doctor said this, this CAT scan said this, the blood work says this. That is a true circumstance. But if you follow circumstances, it only leads you to other circumstances. The only truth is God's word and Jesus. They're the truth. Because we have John 14, 6, he's the truth. We have John 17, 17, his word is the truth. And so if we follow truth, it always leads us to a person that never disappoints us. If we follow circumstances, it leads us to other circumstances. And so sometimes I pray that God opens their spiritual eyes to not lie about their circumstance, because that's not faith, lying about it, but to see a greater circumstance as Elisha would pray, open his eyes so he can see there are more for us than against us. So it's always pointing people back to the word instead of family history, what we're used to, what we're experiencing presently, because the word never changes and your circumstances change consistently. So I always just try to counsel people to get back to the word because that's the only immovable eternal thing that's never going to go away. So it's not, it's not like some traditions where you're so afraid to mention, that's not what we're talking about, that you have a sickness or maybe you did have uh, some, you had a diagnosis. It's just saying that that, that true reality, we're bringing it unto submission to the truth, the, the, the incarnate word, the truth of his word, the truth of the blood that speaks a better word than Abel. The truth that in him are all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. In him, every spiritual blessing flows. That whole Psalm 103 passage we already unpacked, who forgives your sins, heals all your diseases, renews your youth, who's with us. That's what we're describing. So we're not, we're not on eggshells going, oh, I can't talk about things I'm struggling with or whatever, and believing for healing. Right. It's, it's that resolve of our will and our heart and mind to say, yes, this is true what I'm facing, but Lord, I'm bringing it under the truth of your word. Is that that's what we're describing here? So 100%. we're not saying li live with your pulse. And I, you know, some some uh, camps, theological camps, they're just you just deny uh, hardship. And so everyone's like, gosh, if I really make known what I'm walking through, that's not what we're talking about. Make it known. Bring your brokenness into the light of Jesus, and then allow His truth to speak a better word in, through, and over what you're walking through. Amen. Is I that, believe is that that if, well, I believe that if you point people to Jesus, if they're looking for answers to their circumstances, his word always answers it sufficiently. And his word always wants us to say what we need, not to ignore what we need. He That's asks great. a guy, do you want to get well? He asks, uh, you know, people, do you think I can heal you? I mean, on and on it goes. Do you, he wants us to express with our words what we want the power of his word to do in our life. That would be opposite of ignoring the fact that there's a deficiency, like we're sick, we're depressed, we're poor, whatever. It's he great. wants our honesty. Like he wants us to be like the older brother in Luke 15, 
and come out and just be honest with our feelings. You never even gave me a goat, dad. Mm. And you're killing the calf for the one who left and squandered all the money. And once he's honest, the dad says, yeah, but the whole farm's yours. I'm just waiting for mm. you to be honest. And so he wants our truth. I know in John 8, 32, it says the truth sets us free. Mm-hmm. But it's the truth that we're intimate with. We can't be intimate with truth unless we're truthful. Yes. And so our truth lets truth come and marry our truth, and that brings freedom. So, yes, I, I think we should be totally open about what we need, but be more open in the fact that the one who has the answers greater than the need. Amen. Phenomenal. Does that make, does that make sense? Yep. Of course. Go on to number five. I think we've got a little bit, a little bit of time. Well, then we got 10 more minutes, so let me just let me just see. Unbelief is the hindrance to healing number five, unbelief. And the context is the story in Matthew 17 and Mark 9 of the little boy who was epileptic from demonic possession of a deaf and dumb spirit. Uh, he brought him to the disciples. They couldn't cure him. And Jesus had given the disciples a little earlier authority over all demons, and they didn't use the authority to get rid of the demon. And so then he came to Jesus, and he said, Jesus, I brought my son to your disciples, and they couldn't cure him. Uh, If you can, can you take pity on us? And Jesus' immediate response was, Oh, unbelieving, perverse, wicked generation. He didn't say, oh, you need more education. Oh, you should have fasted more. Oh, you should have had more scriptures memorized. Oh, you should have lived a holier life that day. Oh, you should have had your tithe paid up. Oh, you should have sung three or four more songs to get the atmosphere just right. He didn't say any of the things that a lot of us look to why we don't see the breaking in of the power of God when we believe. He was right to the point, and he said the problem was this. You have unbelief. And I believe, Chad, that unbelief is the product of the first four hindrances culminating. Our minds get stuck on what we haven't seen happen, and we get discouraged and disappointed because we've heard bad theology where we really don't even believe it's supposed to happen, and we're just hoping it might be a a, a weird situation where God would just happen to slip a healing through, even though he doesn't want to heal everybody because we've seen ministry without the anointing, because you can't operate in the full anointing unless you have the whole theology of the Bible, because you need the author of the Bible to be the one that's empowering you, not what man said about the Bible. And because of all that, we're, we've usually reduced ourselves to needing physical verification before we'll actually believe. And that's hindrance number four, And then we have these disciples here who have all authority, and now they're not seeing the demon move. And I think it's because they saw the boy writhing around the ground, foaming at the mouth, and they didn't know what to do with what they were seeing with their senses. And they forgot that Jesus's word is greater than the senses. And so I believe that unbelief is one of the greatest culprits that keeps people from healing, freedom, deliverance, anything that the blood of Jesus purchased for us, unbelief is the greatest hindrance. And the only cure for unbelief is to fill your mind with truth instead of circumstances. Faith only comes by hearing the word, so unbelief comes by hearing every other word. 
faith is the substance of what we hope for. So fear mm. is the substance of everything we don't want to happen. And so we need to really encourage people to believe what God's word says, no matter how long their circumstances have been contradictory. I had a lady call me yesterday, Chatty, who said she's been waiting two and a half years to call me, but she was afraid. But she finally is so miserable in her physical condition that she called. She goes, I've been, tell I've been, I was supposed to call you for the last two and a half years. And finally I'm calling you. And she was afraid. And, and that's unbelief. It's unbelief. It's unbelief. On the other hand, last week, I had a little lady who was full of fresh faith and she brought her little baby up that was several months old and the baby had a birth defect where the baby's neck was frozen and the baby had never turned its head one time in a couple months. Hmm. And she said, would you pray for my baby? My baby's got some skeletal issues and I'm just believing tonight. And so that baby didn't have any unbelief, obviously. I mean, a couple month old hmm. baby. So I prayed for the baby within minutes the baby's turning the head. And we ran into the lady yesterday, a week after the baby got healed. She goes, I still can't believe this. My baby was miraculously healed. The elderly lady I prayed for yesterday on the phone had 80 years of religious unbelief. The baby had zero unbelief. God can heal the elderly lady the same as he can heal the two-month-old baby. Unbelief blocks what God, Jesus, when the, when the man came to him and said, if you can, can you do anything? Jesus didn't take the responsibility. He looked mm -hmm. at that man in, in Mark 9, 23, and he said, if you can, all things are possible to mm -hmm. the one who believes. Now that gives me hope, Chad. I don't need you to agree with me for it to happen. I just need to be believing. I don't need 10 people to agree with me. I don't need the prayer chain to agree with me. I don't need a hundred likes on Facebook for it to happen. One person's belief unlocks the possibilities of all things happening. Mm. And Jesus is the one who said that. Now you get to the end of that story and the disciples ask him, how come we couldn't do it? Because they didn't you know, like being called wicked unbelievers. And he said, this kind only comes out with much prayer. And there's a lot of debate on what he's talking about there. But I know the answer to what he's talking about is this kind of unbelief only comes out with mm. much prayer. There's not different levels of prayer required for different levels of demons. Mm. He gave us authority over every demon. Every, the least in the kingdom of heaven has the same authority as Jesus, as Paul, as Peter. Mm. We all have authority over all unclean spirits, so you don't need to pray more for certain demons. Mm. So Jesus said, you guys have unbelief because you're trying to do this, looking for sensual revelation. You got some disappointment. Your theology is crumbling. You're not in the anointing. You're, you need to get prayed up and get rid of your unbelief hmm. and start believing again. Hmm. And so I, I want to be a Christian father that's called to try to wake up the church, to try to instill and re-infuse and re-fire believers who will want to believe again. Amen. Because Jesus said, if we believe, we'll see the glory. Hmm. That's so good, man. Well, I'm just going to pray that into us. I'm going to do the prayer today. Great teaching, Dad. Belief. Interestingly, in, in Hebrews 3, see to it that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart. We have a responsibility as brothers and sisters in the Lord to check in on each other. What is the soil of our heart? Is that word, that seed being choked? Has it been stolen? 
Is it being trampled on? Or is it being adequately nourished and nurtured in the grace of Christ? Because no word from God will ever fail. And we know that unbelief in Numbers 11 can spread through a community like cancer. It was the 10 spies who came back and it was the two who believed, Joshua and Caleb, and, and the whole company believed the ten instead of the two. And so we know none of us is immune to this, being Amen. influenced by unbelief trying to seize our hearts and minds. And so I love that language of see to it. Give yourselves to the ministry of staying in this place, of trusting, staying connected to the one who is the pioneer and perfecter of faith, which is Jesus. Mm-hmm. He's the substance of our faith. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that, that you would just come and minister to those listening to this, watching this. God, where we have relied on uh, sort of that show me first and then I believe mindset that so many of us can live out of that place, that you would, you would help us conquer that hindrance in the grace of Christ. And then for this last fifth hindrance, Lord, we, we ask that you would lose the spirit Lord, of faith, the gift of faith. Lord, I pray that there would be men and women, boys and girls in every gathering of believers who would just walk in that Matthew 18 childlike wonder, that if he said it, I believe it. And that, Lord, you would use individuals to to galvanize whole faith communities to walk in, in faith and to conquer and overcome the spirit of unbelief and just a heart that wants to water down because of circumstance and all of the other things we've already talked about. So Lord, I pray that you would energize, you would strengthen, you would provoke us, Lord, to believe you're still the God who raises the dead, that no word from you will ever fail. You have all authority in heaven and on earth, and you share that with us. So Lord, bless your people today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for, yes, thank you for listening. Help us out, share, leave a comment a rating on your podcast app. It helps get the word out. And we look forward to seeing you very, very soon. We'll see you next time.